Welcome to the Undefeated Podcast with Sara. Did you know that you don't need to live feeling defeated in any area of your life? I believe a huge part of us learning to live from the place of victory is learning to see from God's perspective and discern what's heaven's agenda in this particular season in your life and in the world around you. In this podcast, we will practice discerning what God is doing, both regarding our individual journeys and corporately, so that we can partner with Him in seeing His kingdom come and will be done right now on earth as it is in heaven and live our lives undefeated. Hello, everybody. I am actually re-recording this episode. If some of you already listened to the first recording, I hope you got blessed by that too. But I really felt like I wanted to rephrase some of the things and just really make sure that the message of freedom comes across so loud and clear because I believe that today is your day of freedom, your day of salvation and the day when Jesus is setting you fully free. And I I wanted to talk about the connection between purity and holiness and freedom and how how purity and holiness actually leads us into freedom. And I know oftentimes the topic on like pureness and purity and holiness is uh not very popular in our day and age, but I feel like it's something that Jesus is so highlighting and it's like this hidden gem um, for all of us to discover and and that's going to give us the power to enter in to this new season and see how the kingdom of God is going to expand with such power and might and uh, and actually... It's such a misconception that purity and holiness uh, would not be attractive and or it would be somehow old fashioned or old school and because real purity and holiness is actually the most attractive thing in the world and <laughs> I shared in my last episode a little bit about my own personal encounter with God's glory and um, I can't remember if I shared this part but the the main theme actually of that whole encounter where Jesus appeared to me in this vision was his holiness and I have had other encounters where Jesus has appeared to me in his like human form uh, human body but in this particular encounter, he actually came to me in his resurrection body, in in his glorious appearance. And it was like so piercing and, and the purity that was like flowing out of him that it was almost felt painful physically for me to look at him. But at the same time, that was the very thing that actually drew me to his heart and that was so attractive. And I I believe that 
that's what Jesus is wanting to do in our day and age. That he's wanting us to see him for who he is. And he's wanting to impart his purity and his holiness to us. And that that's going to be the very thing that's going to draw people, draw the nations into his presence. And I was thinking back to the very first episode that I recorded and even the whole vision for this podcast how that came from a dream that I had several months ago. And in I'm sharing the whole encounter in that very first episode, but I, I had a dream where I saw how the enemy had started trying to cut off the feet of the dancers, like literally defeating them. And <laughs> that's where the whole name actually for this podcast, The Undefeated, came from but uh, in that dream the enemy was like not only cutting the feet off and where it felt like in the natural being defeated led into being spiritually defeated and and also defeated in every area and but he didn't even leave it just there but he was trying to replace the feet with these fake feet that were uh in the dream they were called this um electromagnetic feet and the whole point was that the enemy was trying to manipulate and control the dancers and and the way they were moving and where they were moving and literally leading them into bondage which is the opposite of freedom and it wasn't long after that when I had another encounter which was one of those things when I was like half awake, half asleep, so I don't even know if it was a dream or a vision, but in in that encounter, Jesus came up to me and I actually shared more about that encounter also a few episodes ago. It's called the grace space because that encounter was uh, all about God's grace and the revelation of how his grace actually flows out of his presence and you can't separate those two. And you can listen to that episode too if you already haven't. But uh, one of the things that happened was that Jesus wanted to wash my feet. And that had such a profound impact on me. And it felt like that was his response when the enemy was trying to come and cut our feet off. Jesus actually came to wash and purify our feet. And even there was the um connection between that what the mouth is for the preacher feet are for the dancer so there was this purification of the message that we are bringing and um and i was thinking about the connection between purity and freedom also there like it was like the purity was the antidote for bondage and and that it was purity that actually was the key for living in freedom. And uh, um, there's so many scriptures um, that also talk about purity and holiness, opening our eyes to see and actually being able to see God and seeing what he's doing in our lives. And uh, in Matthew 5.18, it says that blessed are the pure in heart for they will see God. And in Hebrews 12, 14, it says, make every effort to live 
in peace with everyone and to be holy. Without holiness, no one will see the Lord. So here is this idea that it's actually the purity and holiness that that opens our eyes to see the Lord. And and also the amazing thing is that he is the one who actually makes us holy. So when we're talking about purity and holiness, we are not talking about some scene management program where we are like just trying harder and harder and um, trying to be perfect. And But actually the purity of heart and our holiness, it comes from Jesus. It comes from God. And and that's all over the scriptures in even like Leviticus 20 verse 8. It says that I am the Lord who makes you holy. And in Isaiah 64 verse 6, it's, it says that uh, all of us have become like one who is unclean. And all our righteous acts are like filthy rags. So here is this idea that even when we are trying to do the right thing and um, trying to do our own righteous acts, like there is actually absolutely no way for, for the mankind to redeem ourselves or even be able to live pure and holy lives because all of that is like filthy rags when we are trying to just make it by our own efforts and our own striving. But it is actually all by the grace of God and it's by the blood of Jesus that he purifies us from all unrighteousness. In 1 John 1 uh, verses 79, it says that, but if we walk in the light as he is in the light, we have fellowship with one another and the blood of Jesus, his son, purifies us from all sin. If we claim to be without sin, we deceive ourselves and the truth is not in us. If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just and will forgive us our sins and purify us from all unrighteousness. So he is the one who is purifying us and all he's asking is that we come to him, that we walk in his light and in, in fellowship with one another, in fellowship with him. And, uh, and that it's that place of fellowship and communion with him that actually gives us the place to live righteously because of the blood of Jesus, that he's the one who's done all the hard work. He's the one who has already paid the full price. And and it's our job is just to choose him and keep choosing him. And even in like the journey of sanctification that the Bible talks about, like it's all about us just turning to him. And and also what happens when we live in fellowship with him is that our appetite actually changes, that we actually start hungering and thirsting for righteousness, righteousness and for the things of God. And, and, uh, and it actually becomes such a joy to live in purity and live in holiness. And I, I remember when I was a kid, I went to this Sunday school class and um, this preacher had this demonstration that I never forgot. He had this empty glass with him and he said like, okay, 
children, let's pretend that you are now this glass and all the air all around us is sin and unrighteousness. And, and then he was trying to shake up the glass and try to get the air out of the glass. But no matter what he did, obviously the air doesn't come out of the glass. And, and then he takes this uh, jar of water and starts pouring the water into the glass and he's like, but this is what God wants to do. He wants to fill us up with his presence, with his Holy Spirit. And, and he's the one who makes us holy. And, and then there is not even, there's not a struggle anymore because we are so filled with him that there is actually no space for anything else to try to come in and and I remember as a kid, like praying that, like, Jesus, fill me up so much with you that I'm just overflowing. And, and I knew that it was real, that it was working and, and that my, my appetite actually was for him and for his presence. And even when I was 12 years old, um, I remember this story. I think I shared part of it in my birthday episode, but I, I was um, part of this gymnastics group where the other little kids, like, um, they started um, kind of wondering about like the way how I was living in a different way. And, uh, and I was always very open about my faith and that I love Jesus. And one time this one girl came to me and she was like inviting me to come to this home party. And she kind of said like, uh, can you come or is it so that your parents are not allowing you to come? And um, because of all this religious stuff and, and I, I kind of laughed and I was like you know what it has nothing to do with my parents and it has nothing to do with any rules I actually I actually don't want to come and the reason was because I, I knew there was gonna be things that like would compromise my heart like um, it was a party where where they were going to be doing some drinking and and things that I just didn't want to be involved in and I but I explained to her that I actually, the reason I don't want to come is that I have so much better things to do and, and things that actually bring me real joy and <laughs> real life. And, and it was like this girl and her little friends, they were like baffled by it. And they started asking me all these questions and they're like, wow, like, so it's not about your parents and it's not about rules. Like, wow. Like, and they started seeing that I actually had a real relationship with Jesus and my heart's desire was actually to bring God joy. And I, I and, and that actually brought a real authentic joy into my heart, into my life. And that actually led into these little kiddos, my little fr friends, also wanting to receive Jesus into their lives. And which was a huge part of my own journey with Jesus, seeing how he started transforming their lives as well. Uh, but all of that came from that place of uh, just being filled with God's presence and actually having appetite for him and realizing how he is so good that we get to taste and see that the Lord is so good. And, and that even like holiness is so beautiful like bible talks about the beauty of his holiness that that's actually so attractive and it's so so um 
like we we can't resist it when we actually get to have a have a taste or we get to have a look at God's beauty and and how he's like that there's nothing like him and as I was praying into this episode I um, felt like God was highlighting a few areas about how the battle really it's over our hearts like God is after our hearts and uh and there's uh like there's several scriptures that talk about um obviously guarding our hearts but also like how there are gateways into our hearts and that we need to be the gatekeepers um for our hearts and, and what we are letting into our hearts and and obviously even in that the holy spirit is our helper but that's the partnership with him that we get to be guarding our hearts and bible talks about our mouths and our eyes being gateways and uh one story i was recently reading from matthew 15 where this is talking about our mouths being the gateway so the background story is that the pharisees here have been complaining that why the disciples didn't wash their hands before eating and Jesus is responding and saying that what goes into someone's mouth does not defile them, but what comes out of their mouth, that is what defiles them. And, and he says that, but the things that come out of a person's mouth come from the heart and these defile them. For out of the heart come evil thoughts, murder, adultery, sexual immorality, theft, false testimony, slander. These are what defile a person, but eating with unwashed hands does not defile them. And also in Matthew 12, 34, Jesus says that for the mouth speaks what the heart is full of. And uh, so our mouths, are what what we speak first of all like it's the gateway things that are already in our hearts that's it's gonna be the overflow of our hearts that is coming out but also our mouth is the gateway in a in a way that what we end up speaking what we choose to speak that actually goes into our hearts and that defiles our hearts as well and um there's so many scriptures in, in Proverbs 18, 21, it says that the tongue has the power of life and death and those who love it will eat its fruit. And also in, in the book of James, there's so much um, talks about um, the power in our tongue, in our words. And um, it, it says in, in chapter three, it says that likewise, the tongue is a small part of the body, but it makes great boasts. Consider what a great forest is set on fire by a small spark. The tongue also is a fire, a world of evil among the parts of the body. It corrupts the whole body, sets the whole course of one's life on fire, and is itself set on fire by hell. With the tongue we praise our Lord and Father, and with it we curse human beings who have been made in God's likeness. Out of the same mouth come praise and cursing. My brothers and sisters, this should not be. Can both fresh water and salt water flow from the same spring? 
and obviously that's that should not be and and I think so often like we don't even realize like our intention may not be to curse somebody but we don't even realize like when we start speaking judgmental words over people that we are actually partnering with the enemy and we are starting to speak the enemy's agenda over people's lives and uh and we are called to be the ones who actually are life givers who speak life over the people around us and i i feel like right now in this season that we are in this is so important that we realize that we need to partner with the lord um even in in areas where we have you know different opinions and different ways of seeing things that we don't start cursing our brothers and sisters with our words but we we choose to bless and and that it's actually our blessing and and the love that we operate with God's love that also starts transforming people and changing them that it's not the judgment and cursing is actually not changing anybody but love is the is the it's the real uh motivation to change people and and that actually uh goes into people's hearts and uh and also like I feel like it's about like when when I talk about our speaking and operating in partnership with the Holy Spirit, I'm also talking about the words that we speak with our creative expression. So, uh, because creativity is a language as well, and even as I know, there's several dancers who are listening to this. So, our dance is a language, and dance is actually also a gateway into our hearts and and we also we express the things with our dance language that are already in our hearts and we want to be people who actually bring the message of hope and love and freedom uh, from our hearts with our expression to the people around us and and we want to make sure that there is no bitterness or unforgiveness or any of that that's starting to be expressed um, with the words of our mouths and of our creativity that that we are actually people who who choose to bless who choose to bring life in all our expression and the other gateway that the bible talks about is the gateway of our eyes and um there's a verse in matthew six twenty two uh twenty three that says that the eye is the lamp of the body. If your eyes are healthy, your whole body will be full of light. But if your eyes are unhealthy, your whole body will be full of darkness. If then the light within you is darkness, how great is that darkness? So again, here is the concept that uh, what goes like in through our eyes that actually brings either light or darkness into our hearts into our inmost being and that that's why it's so important that we are guarding the gateway of our eyes when it comes to what's going into our hearts and also that we are guarding what we are actually expressing for other people to see through their gateway of eyes that that comes from the place of purity and holiness and in Matthew 18, verse 9, 
there is a scripture where Jesus himself is uh, saying that if your if your and if your eye causes you to stumble, gouge it out and throw it away. It is better for you to enter life with one eye than to have two eyes and be thrown into the fire of hell. And again, like Jesus is highlighting the severity of uh, like it's it's such a slippery slope. Like what are we actually feeding our heart with by the things that we are looking at? And and Jesus is here, obviously, he's also referring um, to sexual purity and talking about lust. And, um, and I feel like that's such an important topic to actually address, especially with creatives. And, um, because there's so much sexual immorality that's trying to creep into the dance world. And, um, and we need to have a solid foundation with the scripture, um, because as I said, it's such a slippery slope. It's so easy to start partnering with the unclean spirits without even realizing what is happening. And that's why Bible is just so clear about it in, in 1 Corinthians 6 verse 18 to 20. It says that flee from sexual immorality. All other sins a person commits are outside the body. But whoever sins sexually sins against their own body. Do you not know that your bodies are temples of the Holy Spirit who is in you, whom you have received from God? You are not your own. You were bought at a price. Therefore, honor God with your bodies. And uh, so it's very like very clear he's like flee from sexual immorality like don't stay negotiating with some unclean spirits or uh, don't start toying around uh, with that stuff because uh, uh, Holy Spirit is there to help you to actually just turn away and and I know that the answer here like we're not talking about like now we need to start you know, beating people up for for it and coming coming up with all these religious rules and <laughs> but uh the answer here is leading people into real connection with Jesus and real connection with each other and leading people into uh fullness of the Holy Spirit because he he's the holy spirit like that's already in his name that he's actually the one who brings holiness and and as i said earlier like who changes our appetite for the things of god and and again like here the the gateway to our hearts through our eyes that that it's not only the responsibility of what we choose to look at but it's also uh the responsibility of what we offer for other people around us to look at and and I think as creatives this is this is such an important thing to talk about as well and and I actually I get really concerned when girls start making jokes about that guys just need to pluck out their eyes if they struggle with lust because that same scripture in Matthew 18 where Jesus is saying like pluck out your eyes uh, because it's better to, if you are 
tempted because it's better to enter life with one eye. It's, it's the same same chapter, only a few verses earlier. Jesus actually says that if anyone causes one of these little ones, those who believe in me, to stumble, it would be better for them to have a large millstone hung around their neck and be drowned in the depths of the sea. Which that's also, that's a very sobering, clear word about like how dangerous it is to actually be the one who is causing other people to stumble. And uh, and that like Jesus is actually, he's highlighting here the severity of the spirit of seduction. And, um, and here it's also like, it's talking about the little ones. So obviously like with children in... Uh, that is so important that we are setting an example uh, and we are not leading the little ones astray. Um, that's obviously a given. But I believe that even here, the reference to little ones, that we are not causing the little ones to stumble is that it's also referring to the new believers and, and the new baby Christians that we are actually setting them up for success that we are not leading them to stumble and and um and i'm obviously like i'm talking here about the spirit behind things i'm not talking about again the rules and regulations and i'm not saying like you know you should be wearing sackcloths and it's not about that but uh it's the it's the responsibility before the lord uh that we are actually not only representing ourselves, but we are representing the king and we are representing the kingdom of heaven and, um, and that it's a matter of a heart. And, and that, that it's the key is like, what is the spirit that we are actually operating out of? Um, that are we operating out of fullness of the Holy Spirit and God's love and and honoring people around us or or are we are we starting to partner with unclean spirits and and I think it's often it's often people who have low self-esteem who easily start partnering with the seductive spirits and sexualizing their own bodies and and because it makes them feel powerful and 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 when they start realizing that they can get attention and and even being able to manipulate others through their sexuality, uh, they may not even be realizing that they are actually starting to partner with the demonic. And I think that's why it's so important that we actually talk about this and and not from a place of like judging people, but actually helping people to step into real freedom. Um, and, uh, and that we all would be so filled with God's love and that it would be the love that leads people into freedom. Um, and that kind of freedom that sets, sets others free. Um, and not the kind of freedom that becomes a stumbling block for others. Like it says in 1 Corinthians 8 verse 9. It says that only be careful that this liberty of yours, this power to choose, does not somehow become a stumbling block that is a temptation to sin. That was from the Amplified translation. So that we are using our freedom in Christ to actually set others free 
and and not to lead other people astray and uh again in first corinthians 6 um it says that i have the right to do anything you say but not everything is beneficial i have the right to do anything but i will not be mastered by anything and in the same chapter later on, it says that the body, however, is not meant for sexual immorality, but for the Lord and the Lord for the body. Uh, so we are actually, we are created for him. And uh, um, I know that the other side of the story is that um, sometimes like, I, be, I believe that it's been like the legalistic and the religious spirits that, that have tried to shame our sexuality altogether rather than putting it in its right context and to be celebrated in its right place. And um, which is obviously in the marriage between a man and a woman, but, uh, but that the religious spirits have tried to just bring shame on sexuality and um, Whereas like sexuality in itself, it's, it's not bad. It's great. God actually came up with that. But it's the sexualizing people um, and partnering with the seductive spirits. And that's what's from the devil. And that's what leads people astray. And, and I think it's often the people who have struggled with the religious spirits and all these rules that are just so fed up with being manipulated by the religious rules that uh, it's easy for them to start embracing the seductive spirits and, and call that living in freedom. Whereas that also is the opposite of freedom. And I know that this would be a way longer conversation and maybe at some point we can elaborate expand on this but but the point is that god is wanting to bring real freedom and i believe that he's wanting to bring freedom to you today and he's wanting to bring real life to you today and i i was just thinking of a story i recently met with um a, a dancer friend and he was telling me about his story and how like he had um be he had been compromising his own purity and and how that actually uh, had affected all the other areas in his life in a very negative way and then when he chose to get back on track and like came back into connection with the Lord and wanted to start doing things God's way he's like now I get it like God's way even like in relationships it's so much better that God knows what he's doing and he's actually He's wanting to bless us and he's wanting to give us the best that there is when, we, when we're choosing to do things his way. And so even I, I just wanted to say, like, if you have made messes, even, even when it comes to sexual purity, that there is always uh, forgiveness available and there's always freedom available. And there is even this freedom from addictions I, I believe that Jesus is wanting to set many people free from all kinds of addictions. And, and I, I actually, I, I heard this from, from some article that uh, it's been uh, proven that addictions are actually, the root of addiction is the lack of real connection, real authentic connection. And uh, 
and it's like it's obviously it's self-medication you're trying to fill up the place that's so hungry inside of you and uh, and I believe that it's the answer that is the connection that it's ultimately it's it's connection with the Lord with our creator that he wants to fill you he wants to fill your heart and and of course it's also the connection with the healthy community that Jesus is wanting to bring us into a real life giving connection with people around you and and I I just declare that today is your day of freedom that Jesus is here to fully set you free and uh and that the freedom and and the purity that he gives you that that's actually uh going to open your eyes to see him and the fullness of his presence in your life and and God is so, he's jealous for your heart. It's your heart that he's after. It's your heart that is the battleground. And um, in Proverbs 4.23, it says that above all else, guard your heart for everything you do flows from it. But that even this journey of us guarding our hearts, we are not even in that on our own, but the Holy Spirit is actually our helper and uh, and Bible says that he's even greater than our hearts, that even in places where our own heart starts condemning ourselves, uh, that he is the one who puts our hearts to rest when we come to him. And I actually want to read this scripture. It's from 1 John 3, starting from the verse 19, that says that this is how we know that we belong to the truth and how we set our hearts at rest in his presence. If our hearts condemn us, we know that God is greater than our hearts and he knows everything. Dear friends, if our hearts do not condemn us, we have confidence before God and receive from him anything we ask because we keep his commands and do what pleases him. And this is his command to believe in the name of his son, Jesus Christ, and to love one another as he commanded us. Wow, so I love how this scripture is even highlighting the fact that uh, that it's the the clear conscience that gives us and the purity that gives us confidence before God, even confidence in our prayer lives, and uh, and that that's what Jesus is wanting you to have. That you have full access. That there's no shame. There's absolutely no shame. There's nothing between you and the Lord. That that your purity uh, that you receive from him actually leads you into complete freedom. Um, and, uh, and I feel like right now, Jesus is just wanting to set you fully free and that he's also wanting to set you free from any bondage of lies because it's, it's, that's how the enemy operates is that he works through lies He's, and when we believe a lie, we empower the liar. And that's the reason why, like, you know, obviously, like, all the, like, the evil spirits, all the seductive spirits, all, they are lying spirits. And they are trying to make you believe that things that you struggle with, that it's just part of your personality and it's just the way how you are. And, but that's not true <laughs> that you are, you are not created to be depressed or overwhelmed or defeated or, or living in that constant struggle, constant double-mindedness. And, um, 
that that's what the enemy is trying to do. And those are his lives, lies that that's, that's not who you are. Uh, and we are, of course, like we are not here. The goal is not to ch- start chasing after demons. And, but it's also good for us to know that the same way as angels are real, as we talked about the angels a few weeks ago, but uh, the demons are real too. And, and they are liars. They are trying to make make you believe that it's normal for you to feel defeated or depressed and or normal to be living in bondage and uh, and that we all we need to do is to turn on the light that we the light and the truth of Jesus and uh, that he is the one who sets you fully free and and I think there are times when we don't even know that we have been living under lies or or living under the oppression of the enemy and um, until we are free and after we step into freedom we realize like oh my gosh I didn't realize like life could feel like this like this is how it feels to live free and I I was thinking of a story just uh, um, a few months ago uh, I can't remember exactly when maybe four five months ago but I I was living in a place where it was like I was under this demonic assault where he was trying to make me believe some of his lies about myself and about my circumstance and see things through this lens of hopelessness due to some things that had happened to me. And and I could feel this like torment on my heart that I, I just, I could not shake it off. And I remember I had this even like this dream. It was like it started like a nightmare where I um I saw this like it was like this strong man who was holding onto my wrist and did not let go and in a dream I I was screaming for help. And in the Bible language the the description of a strong man that actually refers to demonic powers and um and in a dream, one of my leaders uh, from BSSM, from our school, uh, who is one of the first year leaders, her name is Leslie Crandall, she she saw me and she came to me and she was like, she took authority in the spirit of that whole situation. And she was like, I remember her yelling like, are you going to let go of her? If you ever even come close to her, this is what's going to happen. And like set these boundaries. And, and in a dream, like, I was like, oh my goodness, I felt such freedom. It literally felt like something lifted off of me. And I I woke up and I was like, oh my goodness, that's amazing. And uh, and I was already feeling that freedom in my spirit. But I was like, I'm just going to ask uh, an intercessor friend to pray for me and just to make sure that I'm not partnering any of the lies anymore. And and I actually, I had this intercessor who who prayed for me. And uh, uh, partnered with me in that and like renouncing all the lies of the enemy. And um, and it was, and I was, I remember I was sharing this, uh, uh, the testimony of what had happened of like power of prayer, how Jesus actually sets us free, even when we don't know that there's been something oppressing us. And I was sharing this uh, in one of our BSSM staff meetings. And Usually those meetings are not even like minister meetings. They are more uh, talking about practical things, but they decided to, they were like, one of the leaders was like, hey, I feel like we should pray for you. And and it was uh, Haley Braun who prayed for me. So not the same leader who was in my dream, but she's another one of our main leaders. And 
she stepped behind me and, and she started praying and I physically felt this covering of God come over me and I'm like if there was any of that oppression left like it literally had to <laughs> like flee out of that room that it felt like there was absolutely no place for any of that oppression any of those lies to come in and and for me like it was such a reminder that uh that that there's such a power when we also invite other people to pray with us and pray for us and and that's why we need community and um and that's why I also want to be praying for you today <laughs> praying for complete freedom and and the other thing is like um the scripture that that's talking about uh being free from the oppression of the devil and and he's talking about referring to the powers of the evil as as the strong man when it comes to our house referring to the house of our hearts it says that it's actually not enough that the the house is being cleaned but we actually have to be filled with the presence of god like our house of our hearts has to be full of his presence um and kind of back to that whole picture of the glass being full of water like my prayer is that you would be so filled with God's presence and and obviously like the very first step into freedom into living in freedom is is having Jesus as our lord and our savior and if you haven't received Jesus into your heart yet i just want to pray with you right now because i i believe that today is is the day of your salvation. You're welcome to pray with me or you're welcome to pray your own prayer. Uh, but I just welcome you to open your heart to Jesus, not to any religion, but but to step into a relationship with Jesus. And you may even be a person who has been going to church and who has heard all these things over and over, but maybe you have never had a real relationship with Jesus. And if you want to pray with me right now, you're welcome to pray this prayer with me. Jesus, I I open my heart to you. I open my heart to you to be my Lord and be my Savior. I thank you that it's your blood that purifies me of all unrighteousness, all sin. And I thank you that you want to fill me with your Holy Spirit and that you are the one who leads me into all freedom. And I thank you that your kingdom is righteousness, peace and joy in the Holy Spirit. And that I get to have the fullness of your kingdom living in me. Yeah, thank you, Jesus, that, that you have so many good things in store. <laughs> that you are the one who gives life and life in abundance. Yeah, thank you, Lord. And even, uh, I know there's several of you who have already received Jesus as your Lord and Savior, but I just want to give all of you a moment, if you are still listening, uh, just to ask the Holy Spirit that are there any lies that I'm believing, anything that would lead me into, into bondage where I, I'm not living in full freedom, uh, so Holy Spirit, we just welcome you to come and show us if there's any area where we have been partnering with a lie. Yeah. And we just, we renounce any lie in the name of Jesus. And we choose to 
receive your truth. Thank you, Holy Spirit, that you are the spirit of truth, that you lead us into all truth. Yeah, and thank you that you are the one who makes us holy. And, uh, and I thank you, Jesus, that right now you are, you are purifying all of our hearts and you are filling all of our hearts that we get to be the ones who are the blessed, the blessed who are pure in heart, for they will see God. Yeah, that will have such clarity to see you, Jesus, and to see what you are doing in our lives and in the lives around us, and, and that we get to lead others into your glorious freedom. Yeah, thank you, Lord. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen.